Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. New York City, Long Island, New Jersey, tri-state area, America overall. The Brooklyn Nets just showed you something, and I think there was a lot to be said this week. Let's talk basketball, everybody. Let's get straight into it. This weekend, I mean, that weekend, this week was a week to have little doubts in your mind, little questions in your head, you know, national media talking shit, wondering, can the Nets win a championship if they haven't played together? But on this beautiful Sunday, I think the Nets sent us a message, and I'm not even going to say anything. I'm not. I'm not even going to get on my high horse and and, and start talking my stuff. I'm just going to go ahead and bring my co-host Bam in and our special guest in, Bam's brother Steve. <laughs> hey, fellas, say hello to the people. Well, uh, I'll introduce Steve here a little bit. I'll give you a little bit of background. If you think I don't like Steve Nash, wait till he gets going. Um, <laughs> so I almost want to say, maybe go to him first. That you know, anybody who listens kind of knows what I have to say. Uh, let's get a, a third opinion in here, and why don't you ask him a couple questions, and I'll I'll pitch him when I see fit. You know what? This is this is a Nets fan show, and uh, every day I'm told the Nets don't have any fans. You guys aren't from Jersey. You guys aren't from. Brooklyn, you guys are, have long and real Long Island Nets pedigree, and your pops is like one of my favorite Nets fans in, in the world. He, he raised his boys right. Let, let me bring in Steve. Steve, since we haven't spoken to you this whole year, tell me how the Nets year has been for you. This is Brooklyn Nets Weekly, but tell me about your Nets year. Well, for starters, having lived through the Ed O'Bannon days and uh, the Butch Beard days, it's refreshing. <laughs> and it's been wonderful, frankly. It's actually, in a way, and I've said this to Matt a bunch of times, in a way, it's almost become weird because after the initial shock of like seeing these guys trading for hard and all of a sudden the Nets are basically winning, you know, two out of every three games, which they're pretty much on pace for right now. It got to a point almost where my focus started turning towards, all right, can this team win a title or not? Like, we get it. They're awesome. Um, They're stacked in talent. Can they win a title or not? Mm -hmm. And the thing I keep coming back to is I lean towards no. And the reason is mainly because of the coach. I don't think Steve Nash in a seven-game series can outcoach – Doc Rivers or really anybody out there that they're going to play. Um, the, the switching they do on defense is a familiar refrain. You guys have been over. I can't fathom it for the life of me. 
they're you know they're winning anyway because offensively most teams are going to play on a given night. They're just going to be better than and outscore. Even a team like the Suns, who's uh, awesome, you know, they're going to outscore them. They're better. Like today, what do we learn? Kevin Durant is still a ridiculously awesome player, and he's one of the best scorers in the league. Kyrie Irving is still awesome. They've got the role players. But I keep coming back to Steve Nash, his inability to grasp simple comment, uh, co- concepts like how to use a timeout. Um, advancing the, the ball. That, uh, what's that? Advancing the ball. On time, like under advancing the, the ball at the end of a game. Like they lost that game. I think it was to the Wizards way back when they didn't do that, where Harris turned it over. Um, and I'm not even going to count the fact that he claps like a penguin. And I urge you the next time you watch him clap, but he literally claps like a penguin. Shooter. He's a, he's a shooter, so, you know, he keeps those elbows in. You know, leave, leave my coach alone, man. Well, <laughs> I wasn't, clap such, like a, a I wasn't such a good shooter in my day, so perhaps <laughs> I'm missing that. But I still say I don't see why they paired up a team that's clearly ready to win a title with the coach that is kind of learning on the ropes. Now I love Jacques Vaughn as an assistant, having Mike D'Antoni there. Those things are all great, but I still say push comes to go up seven game series. Lakers are healthy. They're the better team. I'm sorry to say that, but that's just what I feel. Here's let me, let me answer that. Let me, let me retort and give you something to think about. And then you could, you could, you could close out this part. Okay. I feel the thing that could have stopped X and O's aren't going to stop the Nets, um, not not as currently built. Maybe with just Kyrie and and, and KD, um, but if you have Kyrie, KD, and Harden, and it's not even really about having all three at the same time, it's just there's no breaks. There's there's no end to what a defense has to do. Considering you know you could rest Kyrie and KD for ten minutes, and Harden will just throw everybody lobs and passes and throw everybody open. The Nets didn't need a uh, X and O's coach. I, I don't believe that. I, I I thought out of anybody that they could have hired, that Nash was prop like for me, for me, and I, I, I you know I had my favorites, Pam. But I thought it was a genius move because it's really a like if you listen to those guys, Kevin Durant and Kyrie talk, they're they're basketball heads and they're they're, in their mind, they think these coaches really can't tell them on anything because they don't understand what greatness. They don't understand what it takes to be a player at their level. They can't play that game with Nash. They respect Nash in a way that if you had a Thibodeau, like Thibodeau and Kyrie Irving, would the season would be ruined. You Thibodeau can only coach guys that are like on their way out the league and it's your last chance and you better listen to me type type of a thing. Right. Uh, uh, but with but with Nash, they get to follow a leader that they believe understands basketball, that they have respect for. And honestly, I don't think there's anyone who has hands more hands on experience in understanding this particular offense. Than, than than Steve Nash and then the people that they put around him is uh you know there's some championship quality coaches there and I may um uh uh I may Udoka and uh I forget the other dude's name um who was the assistant coach last year these guys have seen the Spurs win these guys have seen winning organizations they understand what they're trying to do but the Nets are an experiment that 
we're all going to find out really because it's it's a team that had that that plays very mediocre defense at their best but they are such a scoring juggernaut that even a team like like the Suns today who have a top 5 defense who've been kind of like they have a better record than the Nets and the the Nets they had no shot they like it didn't even look like they were it was two you know a first and a second place team it was it just looked like uh uh like we were playing uh, uh the, the the Nets looked like they had another gear that that Phoenix couldn't like they couldn't keep going for 48 minutes like and like they didn't the even could. but i i don't even think they 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 even went there like even that guy um i forget i forget what that uh uh blogger's name is and you asked him like cuz he said the game was boring the game was boring because we just was beating the shit out of them like we were beating the brakes off of yeah. that team and so I, I agree with Steve in, in the one sense. I'm not, you know, I don't like Nash, mm-hmm. but but I'm also a believer that I don't know how much the coaching actually matters, especially when you have a extreme gap in talent. And the last champions, three of them, first time head coaches, one of them an interim coach. Then Frank Vogel wins one. Am I supposed to believe these guys are all like really good coaches, or are they just always on? You know, have the by far the most talent. I I don't care what anyone tells you or or says to you about what happens behind the scene. Tyrone Lou is not a great X and O's strategist, you know, classic coach. Tyrone Ty Lou is not, you know, Pat Riley out there. But they won a championship because they had overwhelming talent and the other team had injuries. Right. The Nets are going to do the same. The only thing that can stop the Nets is injuries. And and you know what? I think sometimes, because I, I was feeling this this week, I feel like the Nets uh, – are in kind of like a cruise control that we don't want to be in. We want to beat everybody. We want to uh, crush every team. But I think the Nets better than any any group of people on earth understand how good they are, and that a lot of this season pre season stuff doesn't matter. So I I have faith in that, Steve. Has any well, of that I agree with you? your yeah. I mean no yeah I do. Listen, I agree with your overall sentiment. What you just said that you're right. Okay, and and. You know, I'm obviously I harp on. It's always my thing in sports. I harp on coaches. The the one thing I didn't think I didn't make clear in my first statement, maybe because I had a little opening jitters. I had a little opening jitters. All right, hey, <laughs> was that it's not place. just the um, the it's not just the Steve Nash effect or for what. And I do agree with you. Tom Thibodeau would have been a disaster if he was a right. coach here. You're 100 percent right. They got a player coach that they can respect. But what I didn't harp on enough, it's the combination of two things. It's one the situational stuff that I think Nash has struggled with. And two, combining that with the fact that when this team finally does get healthy, you know, we're probably now looking at the first round of the playoffs, right? God forbid something, there's a setback. But assuming everything goes well and by the first round of the playoffs, which we all know the Nets are going to cruise through, Harden's healthy too. Nets are the best team on earth. But that situational stuff, if you're in a seven-game series with the Lakers, assuming the Nets can gel, which, quick side note, I saw on ESPN the other day, there's never been a team who's won an NBA title where their three top scorers have all missed 10 or more games. Obviously, the Nets qualify that. I don't know if any teams hold, have to Hold on, the hold Nets on. Let me, can, I, can I answer that one? Because that one's been, I've, seen yeah, that, yeah. I've seen that one going on around. There's never been a, a team in basketball assen- assembled that – number one, number two, and number three most efficient and highest fourth quarter scorers were all on one team. 
there has never been a team like the Brooklyn Nets. Not right. Not not the right Golden State Warriors or, or or anybody else. Right. So you could argue that that uh, the effect of not playing together will be greatly diminished because of that. But if you're playing the Lakers in a seven game series, all right. Yeah. Let's say the Nets are better than the. Lakers. Well, Let's real say quick, they if they got to the Lakers, you know that's like two, three months from now. That's a lot of basketball to, <laughs> to play. Right, right. But my bigger point, Matt, is how much better are the Lakers? Are they going to sweep the Lakers? I don't think anyone would say that here. We'd probably say, ah, oh, the Nets will probably win in nah, like six. Well, in a six-game series, I've said it a few times. I, I may not truly believe it, but I've said it a few times. I, I, the uh, Lakers well, don't scare me. They don't. The, the thing. Uh, well, uh, my point was going to be that in a, in a series like that, like if a coach makes a mistake and the Nets blow a game late or something, that could sway the whole deal. I'm not going to yeah. sleep on LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I don't think the I don't think the Nets have. I was going to say the Giants. I don't think the Nets have the uh, the centers to deal with the Davis. How are the Nets guarding Davis on the outside? Well, hold like, on, just really stick thinking? into the uh, stick stick into the coaching yeah. thing real quick before we forget okay. it. A lot of it will depend on when that rears its ugly head in the series. So, like, to your point, if you're up 2-1 and you line up blowing game forward, you should not have been up 3-1 commanding lead in the series. That can be – you could look back and say that was the game that, that cost it for us. Right. Um, so, it, you know, but now if it happens in a series where they're up 3-0, it probably won't matter so much. Um, <laughs> That's true. It really – it depends on how the games go. Like, the, the, the Nets could, like, blow a lot of teams out in these games or when you know – relatively comfortably well then we're saying we're they're just winning in spite of the coach again yes i i i, I think this and i i hated it when i heard I, I was in an uproar when i heard Kyrie says say hey we don't really need a coach we're all the coach i thought that was the right. worst comment because i believe organizations need hierarchy I, I believe there needs to be clear leadership and a boss but it's kind of true man like if doc rivers is not going to stop the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals. Vogel is not either. And it's so right, crazy yeah, because... I agree with that. For that. all we know, Vogel stinks. Like, we don't watch Lakers games like that. <laughs> he probably sucks too. And, and I do watch I do watch Laker games. They are pretty... They're okay coached. But look at them right it, now. They, it's also different. You're not, you're not paying attention like it's your team. You know, you, you don't true. know the intricacies. It, it's just not... You're not true. watching it every single night. True, true. Oh, do you think true. we can hold on for the one seed here? Yeah, I do. Out of out of just being better. Uh, do you remember how badly we were beating teams with just Harden? Yeah. We're just I mean, the, better. The schedule sets up well for Philly, though. It, it, I don't know. They, You know, the only thing that could get the Nets to me is their, is their level of I don't give a fuck. The... The Nets played a scrimmage today. Like, they played that game like it was a scrimmage. <laughs> yeah, they, they had, like, bagels after the game. They, they really they, did. They, they coasted through the game. They really did. Yeah, Nick Claxton's moms is handing, handing out oranges on the sideline. Like, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it's ridiculous yeah. how we so beat like teams. The Island Garden. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Can like, I just make one last point about hmm? the, the the coaching thing in the playoffs? Yeah, we want a whole lot like, of points from you, Steve. Don't make one. Oh, oh, uh, on the coaching thing. Go ahead. All right, but the the, the other thing is with the, with the timeouts. Like in the playoffs, in particular, it's all about runs, right? And like 
putting aside the fact that the Nets are obviously the, the overwhelmingly most talented team, assuming they're all healthy. Right. When you let those teams go on those runs, you know, you have to call timeouts your only weapon sometimes mm-hmm. to stop those things. And he just he doesn't do it. I mean, I know he said in the past that he wants it to be like soccer where the guys play through it and stuff, but you gotta, you gotta have that instinct. We all know it as a fan when you're watching. You you're like, if this guy hits the, if, if this guy hits a three here, call a timeout. Like we, mm-hmm. I, we all feel it as fans, and I feel like he doesn't have that feel. And I, I don't know. I just think that, like, you're right. The Nets are probably the most talented team. It might not matter, but wouldn't it be also be better to have a good coach? Like, wouldn't it also be better to have a coach that, like, it's also good skill wise? Like, I don't see how that would hurt. Here's an argument for the both of you. Can you all agree? Right. Can you guys agree? And then we'll close out this coaching thing after you guys answer this. Can you guys okay. agree that that this is the type of team that potentially, you can't say anything for sure unless it really happened, but potentially this is the type of team that a coach would have fucked it up more than a coach would have uh, made it up. Like, I, I believe that this a, t- a team with this much talent and that is this good you know, and I'm not just talking about the big three. I'm talking about the fact that when has there ever been a team that great championship teams have a uh, Steve Kerr? They 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 have a uh, you know a Hornacek or or. But when have you had a, a Shaman and a Harris with three superstars? <laughs> like it's it's kind of ridiculous what we're talking about right now. I think I think a coach had to just keep the vibes. Good and and the X and O's, it's like whatever. I, I don't know. Am I wrong, guys? It, it's possible. I mean, it's possible, and I guess we're gonna find out. Cause I, yeah. I, I, I think yeah, like that. a guy like 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 look at look at what um, look at what Doc Rivers did to the Clippers last year. You know, he tried to do that Celtics Ubuntu like. You know, you can't coach yeah. in uh, fairness Kawhi to them, though, like the, you coach bu- KG. And in fairness to them, the bubble fucked them. Yeah, but that I think that had a lot to do with coaching. I think that had a lot to do yeah, with, like... Yeah, you could argue that. You know, so I, I, I think the Nets... It's no accident the Nets are historically great on offense, not just because of the players, because of the offense they play in. And if there was any X and O argument that's tangible, that's that's real, that you can... You can know that this is true when we say this. Everything else we're kind of guessing or giving an opinion, but this is true. This particular offense that we're running, and it's a little different from the the D'Antoni one, but it's pretty much just the D'Antoni offense. And this offense, nobody knows it better than D'Antoni and Steve Nash. Like, nobody. Can, Can we agree on that one at least? Uh, I would agree on that. And I do agree with you that there were coaches in the league that could have screwed this up by trying to impose their fault, like they're micromanaging way too much on a team that doesn't need it. I think that's spot on. So, yeah, I would agree with what you just said. Right. And and one last thing. I didn't mean to to drop this one on you. The Nets do a thing that kind of the Yankees do, and it's kind of killing the Yankees right now. The Nets, the general manager kind of coaches from on high. Like they they do like a, a global game plan. And Nash breaks out of it more than Atkinson did. Like, Atkinson really was like, all right, performance team, how many minutes should this guy play? How many minutes should this guy play? And they really, really stuck to it under Atkinson. With Nash, it's a little bit more fluid, 
But still, it's really a coach by organization type of thing going on with the Nets. Do you think that kind of helps Nash or hurts Nash? Or helps the team, rather? I mean, they're winning. Uh, it's hard to say. Well, I mean, they're 21 games over 500. Yeah, Have they I ever mean, been I... 21 games over 500? Mm-hmm. I think they're 41 and 20. Yep, that's exactly what they are. Um, uh, uh, Phil Jackson once said, if you get to 40 wins before you get to 20 losses, that's what, that's how he knows he had a championship team. I think we got to 20 losses before. I think we were 39 and 20. But yeah, I don't think straight. I don't I don't think um I don't think that uh that 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 premise is wrong and I think the Nets would be way better if you know one of Harden or KD didn't get hurt as long as they they have. Are yeah, that's a- what I was gonna say. It's a strong forty-one and twenty because it's a forty-one and twenty that our guys missing numerous games in a schedule that's so packed in. A lot of the Nets losses, if you really think about it, we're just uh, we're in a back-to-back. We're not yep. going to kill this guy, so he's taking the night. And they basically, a lot of them just they just took a loss. So if you really think about they, it, they punted on a few games. Yeah, the forty-one twenty is like a lot stronger than it actually even appears because in a normal season, where well, uh, I guess they've probably won some games on back-to-backs against teams too that were punting, as Matt said. But either way, they've been decimated with injuries. There's no way around it. Every guy you feel like, except for maybe Joe Harris, never got hurt. Yeah, you know, yeah, Joe's played every the game. Iron Man. So, yeah. Just think about this, you know, the, the offensively, like Harris, Shamit, Griffin, um, Green, and even to an extent DeAndre and Brown, they all score like efficiently off the ball too. They're all like efficient shooters. So like in their limited opportunities, they make the most of them. Yeah, that they they really do, and and now we have like. We not only not only did did we keep winning through those injuries, but we turned the entire team over. Basically, like we changed three spots in our starting five, and yeah. and we still kept winning. Like it's a little ridiculous what this team is capable of. And I and I forget how good we were with just Kyrie and KD because right. of how good Harden was when he came in. I I, I mean. Like I think it, it's it's almost hard to do a podcast because it's just so much joy all the time, but but um you know these are serious things like the coaching and and and, and the health, but I just don't see anybody the eating this team. It's, it's the health thing. The yeah, one that. seed is so important, right? To avoid both Milwaukee and Philly having to play right. both of them, that's huge. Yep. You could yep. be looking at a second round opponent that's some like the Knicks, the Hawks, the Celtics. Someone like that, I would, you know, you're going to win that series in probably, you know, five or six games. Yep. yep. Right. Then you can spend your time gelling with an easier opponent instead of having to gel with against the buck. That's a yeah. little bit riskier. You know what I mean? Like, because you are, I, you know, you still, guys got to play together. I mean, I get it, but I get how good they are. But that's the thing to me is like, can they really just, can you really patch a team together in like a 25 to 30 game playoff span? that can beat the Lakers. That's that's where, you know, putting the nasty thing aside, that's where I think, like, the question mark is. And scoring goes down in the playoffs. You know, scoring always goes – I'll say the third time, scoring goes down in the playoffs. Yeah, but that's relative. Team, so will their opponent scoring. Yeah, but a team with a better defense, right, who is going to be more able to adjust to that different style of play. 
it's, has there been a know, team it, has there been a team this year that looked like they can stifle us? Uh no. There has there yeah. hasn't been a like you know how like great teams will have that random game that that one really really good team sends them a message of we could yeah. beat you on it on the day like I the the Nets played the Heat this week and and we lost you know by two but even in that game that we lost it was like I was looking we at blew it and that going, game yeah but. I still thought they just they came into the game they didn't give a fuck and and most of the it was just Kyrie by himself and and they still look like the better team that just kind of yeah, let go of the rope. You know, yeah, they so, should have won that game, right? I know what you're saying. And and I, I, like, have we lost the game by by? Um, I mean, how many games? I don't. I, I'm I'm gonna look this up for next week, man. How many games have we lost by double digits? Not many. <laughs> None. Yeah, very few. Like, like the, the and if you even exclude the, those games where they just punted on, like, and weren't really playing anybody, it's probably you can count them on one hand. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, but even the the games that we punted on, like out of nowhere, Bruce Brown has like a uh, yeah. some kind of revival and loses his mind, and we and keeps the game close. I I really, you know, I I really just don't even have any idea of like like. Like what another team is gonna do to beat us? Like before, I used to be scared of if a team tries to like dribble drive to the to the rim and score every time, like a Giannis does or like a LeBron does or or, or an AD does, we'd be in trouble. But the weird thing about the Nets, that's exactly what we want you to do because DeAndre Jordan can't move. <laughs> he wants you to meet him at the rim, and right. if if Everyone's going to try to like have a jump shooting contest. Who I don't care if it's finals, I don't care if it's preseason, I don't care if it's it, you know, regular season playoffs. Nobody wants to get into a jump shooting contest with the Brooklyn Nets. That's no, that's straight don't. death for your team. The flaw is is the defense. That's where you could see like if you were going to say, "Well, what's the path to the Nets not winning the finals?" outside mm-hmm. of like obvious things like injury. The 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 path would probably be, well, their defensive problems get magnified as they play better teams in the playoffs and the opponents they play are defensively stronger and that's enough to bridge the gap. That's the only path I could see of them not winning the finals is if their defense is a complete, you know, uh, Achilles heel like it was for much of the early part of the season, right. then they would not win the NBA title if that was the way they were playing defense right now. I guess that's how I'd put it. I, I I agree with that. I'll, I'm gonna pitch this to you, Bam. Tell me if I'm if this analysis is is wrong. DeAndre Jordan sucks against every team <laughs> except the ones we we can beat. Meaning, Embiid is because he could shoot from outside. He's he's gonna have somewhat of a field day with DeAndre Jordan, but if his shot is off, he meets DeAndre Jordan where he's. Standing in quicksand. Same thing with Giannis. Giannis is not going to do pull up, you know, fifteen footers either. That that are that was killing DeAndre Jordan this particular game. And the Lakers, same thing. If their outside shots aren't falling, which they tend to not do, then you're meeting DeAndre at the rim. And if not, you do what like they did to, today, where they switched in Blake Griffin, and things looked really great. And mind you. 
we'd played we played these last couple of games without our very best defender on the team. Uh uh bam, tell me. Is 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 that analysis wrong? Like aren't the three best teams the ones DeAndre Jordan is the best suited to 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 guard against? Well, definitely because he, he's unique for us in terms of his body size is the only right. one of a, a traditional center. So it is weird for as much flack as he gets in those matchups where, you know, we think we're on a collision course with Philly and ultimately the Lakers. They do have bodies that we're going to need his for. Um, But that doesn't mean in other series he should play more than like spot minutes as a starter. Like he doesn't make sense for us like Charlotte or or plenty of other, even the Knicks, I would say. So Mm -hmm. I think Nash will have to probably just play with that depending on matchups. Yeah, but I want to keep. Steve, I want to wanna... keep Durant at the three. I want. Yes. I like a big lineup. I want either Griffin or DeAndre starting. Maybe even Claxton if it was the right matchup. But I still want Green and Durant at the four and the three, with Harden and Irving. And then you know you just bring Joe off the bench. Steve, is your brother right? I, he's he's def he's like eighty percent right. But there's still a part of me that when I hear that, like when I I, I feel hubris. Like, mm-hmm. when I hear someone say, like, oh, well, we could just change the lineup and put this guy in, it's like, I've never seen that happen and succeed at, at the NBA level where teams just, oh, well, this guy's a starter. Oh, to this game, we can just throw him in. Like, I feel like there's there's just a negative part of being a Net fan to me that tells me that there's some <laughs> sort of overconfidence somewhere here. But he's right what he's saying, though. I, and you're right what you just said about uh, Giannis Embiid and even Anthony Davis probably to a lesser extent. But right. It's, you're right. right. Like, those are the guys that Jordan can actually play with a little bit. And right. those are the ones they're going to play. And he's their biggest Achilles heel on defense. So, yeah, you're right. Right. No, I, and, and the other thing is, I would say that the, uh, you know, I heard someone make that exact same critique about the Golden State Warriors the first year when they were running the death lineup. They they would go small or they would go away from, you know, the, from having Bogut in there because Bogut was uh, not a stiff like, like DeAndre is right now. But still, like, they could, they could switch to that and the Nets can really switch to that. My... If if I had one thing that I wish they would do, because I know it works against LeBron, I wish they use zone more. I wish they would force team to shoot over them more um, instead of just switching the entire game. But my hope is that 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 they're just hiding the zone for the playoffs, because uh, you know that'd be a hell of a defensive secret weapon for them. Well, can I ask you? Let's say he didn't make that adjustment mm. in in the finals. Would you begin to question your initial theory about the X and O's being not so important? No, nah, man, it, it all depends on the result, right? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> it does something different and it works. No. <laughs> <laughs> it all depends on the result. I'm just giving you a theory because I, I don't think you're wrong either. Like, if, you know, you could ask Bam, like, a lot of the, um, a lot of the uh, uh, critiques that I had about them coming in was what you, was what you were saying, except for the, uh, the Nash thing, I, I just was talking about that a, a team cannot win a championship with zero defense. And right. But if there ever was a team that now. could do it, it's this one. They, they, their defense has <laughs> yeah. gotten better. They, they, still, they still have nights where they, they lollygag for a little while. Mm-hmm. But when, when the Nets want to turn on their defense, you know they, they can play solid, you know, middle-of-the-pack defense. 
Yeah. I think he was referring to what I said earlier about like if they were playing defense as they did in the beginning of the season, like where like the Wizards were scoring like 140 points, right? That's what you gotcha, meant. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> what you meant. Yeah. Yeah, and and nah, that wasn't the Nets. That's not this true. team anymore. Like that was a different no, team. It's not. And let's be honest, yeah. Dimwitty Dimwitty is possibly coming back. He says he is. <laughs> What do you Let's guys think about you. that? What what does Dinwiddie bring this team if he comes back? Length and defense, probably one thing. But who do, who does he start over? I mean, who does he play he, over? Tyler Johnson. Mm, that's true. I mean, you did again. Like, you, can Bruce you just Brown. throw in another guy in there? You're just going <laughs> to throw in another like. Let's see. They throw. <laughs> they keep throwing guys in. Like they do Aldridge in. They throw Griffin in. And they throw Claxton in. It keeps working. So now you want to take Cabarro's minutes away? No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, I want Cab. I want TLC gone. I want TLC to just be in, encased in glass that you only break in case of emergencies. Uh, like, who is your guy that you would like to not see play anymore this season? You only can pick one. I know you have like three. Matt. Who is your guy? Cabarro. Cabarro. Yeah. 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 I was He's so happy terrible. to not He's see so him dumb. play today. That that's the other thing, the difference between um Kenny Atkinson and that guy and um and Steve Nash is that Kenny Atkinson will keep going to that guy that he believes in that shit forever. Yeah. Nash will make I mean, an adjustment. The Nash will say, Nash Hey, we're not so big enough. Injuries. There's been so many injuries he's had been forced to play him. Yeah, no, TLC is he had no choice. But I, I think he saw what we all saw, right? Like, like, and that's the first time I've we've had a coach like that, starting from Avery to everyone else after him, that the whole of Twitter is screaming, "Stop playing that particular dude, who, whoever it may be," and that coach keeps going to him. I thought Nash had a little bit of that with TLC. I think he gave him a lot of rope to see if he could get back into the swing of things, but he couldn't, and I was so happy to see him benched. Who yeah, on Friday who, night, he didn't play that the second half at all. Who loses mi- minutes if Nick Claxton comes back? Bruce Brown. Oh, you know, depending know. on the matchup, DeAndre. Are we 100% yeah. sure that Claxton would be involved in a playoff uh, rotation? Uh, are I, we even, do yeah. we know that for certain? That, definitely in the early rounds. I mean, that would I require know, playing Durant it, a lot at the three. Yeah. The player mentality is that the kids have no business in grown folks' conversation, and, and playoffs is grown folks' conversation. And um, so I don't know if they'll play uh, Nick Claxton, but I do know this. He is their best defender. He's he raw, is. and he needs a lot of work, and he needs a summer in the gym. He, he, he better just go home for like a week and then come back in the offseason and just – Hit the weights because if he could get strong and if he could get like a go-to offensive move that works all the time, uh, that kid is special. That kid is really It's really funny. Special. I heard you guys talking on the podcast. I think it was like the first day after Claxton uh, played or maybe it was the second game. And I heard you guys raving about him. And I was like, oh, I think they're jumping the gum. But listen, I've seen enough now. His defensive play. It's it, it jumps out on you on the screen the way like an offensive player does when he scores. Like it's right. so clear and obvious, particularly when like a guy like Jordan is playing someone who's just 
too much of a good shooter for him, and he can't do really do anything. They're switching. It's just like you see the difference. They almost came back and won that one game. I think it was uh, was it the Sixer game, Matt? Or no, it wasn't yeah. the Sixer. There was one game. Sixers. I remember they were. They like almost stole the defense. Jordan came like the defense just completely altered. I mean, and you're right. All I just wanted to say before I forget, like one a positive about Steve Nash. You just hit on. He yeah. is open minded. He will bench you. He will go with a unit if it's working. He doesn't stick to uh, the rotation like a like it's rigid and unmovable. So to be fair, I got to give him that. Like you are right about that. Atkinson, you know, was not like that. No, he and Atkinson, he wanted to stick to that. Like he wanted Atkinson wanted to build a team like that Atlanta team that um, he was an assistant coach on. You know, with um, Millsap at the at the four. And, you know, a team that could just space the floor and shoot threes. And, you know, Corver w- was playing over his head in, uh, for button holster down there. I-, I-, I think that was his vision, and he did not want to change. And we came in to this season as that team. KD at the four, DeAndre at the five, which is a little bit bigger than what we used to be. But still, it was a very, very small ball mentality, and Nash changed it. Nash was like, Nash said it in a press conference, and it shocked me, and I'll never forget it. He's like, we're not big enough. You know, it wasn't even like we had had like a five-game losing streak, and he was making excuses. It was just like one game that was kind of close and one game that was kind of, you know, where we played horrible defense and they scored 140 on us. And he was like, yo, we're not big enough. And shit, Sean Marks listened. We got really, really big. Um, did we talk about the LaMarcus Aldridge retiring? Because I feel like that happened and we didn't even discuss it. We, we glossed over it, basically. I'm the, the couple of losses that we had this week kind of showed me that we still have some problems down low. But this game today, I, I, you know, watching what Nash did, taking out DeAndre and not finishing the game with him and letting... Uh, Blake Griffin basically shit his way through <laughs> throughout the the game. Like he had a good dude, game, man. Yo, he, he he's a completely different he's player. Good. He does completely different things, and I think he's a key piece to this championship. What say you guys? He's good. He he, he rebounds. He's phys- he does a lot of the dirty work. He takes a lot of charges. And he's a good passer. I mean, he he can he's decent enough from three, and you know and he can post up. You know what's not to like about what he's doing. Yeah, his versatility, his versatility off the bench, the fact that you can, it gives you like two separate units between having Jordan in and him in. You can play to your opponent's matchup a little bit. You know what? He has much more left in his tank than I thought he did. I rely on Matt a lot for like player evaluation stuff. And like even Matt was a little like wishy-washy at first. He's like, you know, he's not Blake Griffin anymore. I don't like think he has that much left. But he, you know, he'll help the Nets, and he obviously has. He leads the team in charges, I think. He leads the and NBA in charges. Uh, the NBA, oh, that's what it is. Uh, even better. I mean, that's yeah. ridiculous for the amount of games he's played. And God, can you that talk about helping your defense? There you go, right there. He played a great game today. He was a awesome. difference in a lot of ways in the game. Awesome, and I trust that guy guarding LeBron and AD. I and and the way he does it too, like he, you know, he's he always has that shit eating grin on his face. And yeah. he's flopping around like we've ne- the Nets have never had that player. Like I hate Jimmy Butler, I hate um, Marcus Smart. Um, what's that other? The antagonist guys. He's yeah, the, antagonist. The, the guy that's drawing the fouls and 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 you know just being a general shit house. That guy, <laughs> we we needed that guy, and that guy is Blake Griffin. 
he's a lot stronger than I thought he was. He still got strength. I mean, he he oh, can yeah. push he's people be out for the rest of his life. He's the definition of brawling. and he has he has no <laughs> pressure on him. He's in yep. a situation where he has no pressure on him. He's got his chance to win a title. He doesn't have to be the big dog. All the storylines that followed him. He had, it, it would be a great story, really, if he had you know if he had a really great finals or something and led the team, helped lead the team. Uh, he's in a good spot. Great, great pickup. I mean, show marks is a genius. This week? That's what that's what we're gonna finish out with, guys. Uh, let Let's talk a little bit about that. Hold on one second. I pulled up a, a horrible schedule. Give me a second. So, so there's no dead air while we talk about this. Um, I know it's Tuesday. I know Tuesday is Toronto. Yep. I, I know the schedule. It's Tuesday. So it's Toronto. I'll, I'll lead you guys on this. So we're for this week coming. We had a weird week. We split. We split the baby last uh, last week. Two wins, two losses. Um. You know, one of the win, wins, one of the losses was was heart was gut wrenching, broke my heart. Um, I, I'm, I'm I watch too many games sometimes. I think, uh, but this week is interesting. It's a few interesting tests here, and uh, let's start with the Raptors on Tuesday. What do you? Yeah. What do you? Who do you like on that I, one? On? I don't think they're sweeping us, so I think we'll win that one. KD plays. Yeah. How about you, Steve? I would agree that they're going to beat the Raptors. My question would be the back-to-back is who's playing in that second game against Indiana or not. Well, that that game's Thursday. Indiana's yeah, Thursday, and then oh, it's Portland. Thursday, Friday's the back-to-back. Okay, sorry, yeah. my apologies. Mm-hmm. So they they've got the Pacers, and then they travel. Are they traveling to the Trailblazers? Is it Trailblazers at Nets or Nets it's, at it's the Nets are home? Okay. Good. So we're traveling to the Pacers, right. and then we come back home and play the uh, Trailblazers. What do, what do right. you guys think about those two? So they'll, they'll probably win the Pacer game, and then they'll probably punt the uh, Blazer game. I think, yeah, I think Harden's coming back. What's that? I think Harden's coming back. That's another thing in this whole thing. Well, I'll, I'm going to – all my picks are assuming he's not back. I doubt he'll be back. This yeah, week. let's let's assume he's not back. So, Steve, what do you? Yeah, I think that's what happens. Yeah, the Friday game's the toughest game of the week. It's not even close. Uh, they're mm-hmm. the best team, but aside from that, it's the back to back. Can KD play two in a row? Is Kyrie enough by himself? I don't know if he's going to be still fasting at that point. Like that's a lot to ask for a guy. Does, does Portland play on Wednesday? He's does been Portland so good play? since he's been fasting. <laughs> that's true. He has been good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he should why. fast more. Like, lighter. <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh, but uh, yeah, I I never like playing the Pacers, um, but you know, let's take them out and uh, Trailblazers. Let's talk about that Bucks game on Sunday. It, well, I, they, I they used to be really Bucks scared games. of that they have team. To split, they have to split the Buck games because that would give them the season series. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, they're not going to win both of them. So if they can get one of them there, it would, would be big. If they get both of them, wow. If they get wow. both of them, the one seed becomes very realistic. Hells yeah. I go as so, far to say that if they went 3-1 and one this week and split with the Bucks, they would get the one seed. Yeah, and the Sixers have a pretty tough schedule themselves. Mm, we looked at it today. It's, it's actually not that bad. 
they, they, really? they definitely, yeah, it's like, the, the, it's not difficult. Ours is much harder. We still have Denver coming up, um, Milwaukee twice. It's, they don't have anything like that. And the Nets so have a lot in, of back-to-backs. Yeah, they've got a, they, they actually don't have a back-to-back this week. They have, they have a game against the Thunder tomorrow. Then they play the Hawks back to back. Twice, but yeah. When they play the Hawks twice, like a home and home, with the uh, actually it's a it's an away and away. It's, that's yeah. weird. And is, is Trey Young even playing? Oh yeah, that's the other thing that that should be an easy one for them. And then they play the sport Spurs, on, and none of the games are back to backs. They might they might win four games this week. Very easily. So that's got to go at least three and zero, three and you know. Two and one through the week, getting to the, the Bucks game, and then if they split those two, you know they, yeah. they'd still be right there. What are we up one? They they lost the last la- the Sixers lost their last they're two up, to the Bucks. They're up a game and a half. Okay, all right. We pro- we'll it's probably be tied by the end of the week then, and they've got an easy week coming up after that too. Like they they do kind of have a, a cupcake of a schedule going forward. Uh, I think all right, and with two straight games against Orlando, right? So those are those uh, two last games, the Magic? At the end of the season? Yeah. They've got yeah. two games against the Magic, the 14th and the 16th. And they're not even so trying the anymore. got to be ahead. The Nets got to be ahead of them by at least a game by the time those two games come up because I don't see them stealing a game back. If I really don't they, see know, a loss be... on the rest of their, for the rest of their yeah. season. I don't see a uh, loss. No. This is going to be tight for us. This is going to be well, look, really, really tight. Can guys, you do don't, it. Guys don't. Guys don't play every game. You know, there, there's so many variables. You'd have to really see how it plays out. You but yeah, the, the, the schedule is obviously in their favor. You want to know what the um, thing that really scares me is that the Nets are really confident, and they don't give a fuck. <laughs> and I don't think. <laughs> not I don't like the way we're worried, worried. The way we are worried, like oh, uh, what's going to happen in the playoffs and all this other. Like uh, you know, we they've got to play the Milwaukee Bucks and this. Other, they don't care. They yeah, they really don't believe any of these teams can beat them, and and that kind of scares that that, that hubris, that, like you say, Steve, scares me. Yeah, I know, I know. That's <laughs> just, and they're also like that team that everyone wants to hate right now. You know, they'll be like, you don't think LeBron if they play in the in the finals? Like, think about his motivation to win that. Oh, it yeah. scares me. It scares me. Yeah, but he he always comes up short in those situations where he has equal competition. LeBron wins when the other team has a major injury or someone hits a major shot for them for for him. LeBron's not who I'm worried about, and I I don't see a Ray Allen on that on their team. I don't see a a guy that's gonna you know show up big like a like a like Kyrie did to help him win that championship. LeBron uh, this is needs a lot of help today. Say my again? last comment today, you know, my last comment today is it's a great problem to have if the Nets are playing LeBron James in the finals. Hell, freaking yeah. <laughs> you know, that's it. You want to win it? You're going to have to be someone like that. Yeah, until they go down 1 0, and then we're all fighting and screaming at each other, blaming Nash, <laughs> blaming Cabarrell, even though he didn't get in there. I won't even call Cabarrell TLC. Only good players get nicknames. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, yeah, it is a great problem to have. And Dude, I, I think we're going to have Steve, I got to get your last statement, man. I mean, What do you want all the next fans to know before, I, before we end this one? Enjoy the ride for sure, okay, because it's going to be a fun one. 
but just don't act like it's in the bag because it's not in the bag. That's it. I love your net. Like you're a real you. You're not a real Nets fan if you don't have anxiety. <laughs> like this is what Bam has been telling me about for years. You're not a real net fan if you don't have that net anxiety. I believe we're winning a championship. I think this is our year and I think it's going to be poetry because the Lakers took us out, the Spurs took us out. Now we put the Spurs coaches on our bench and we're about to take the Lakers out. I feel good about it, gentlemen. Uh Thank you for coming on. Steve are you a Twitter guy or are you not a Twitter guy? Are you lurking on Twitter? Uh, I'm neither lurking nor on Twitter. Oh, I, man, I, I don't wanna, use I'll, it. I'll, I have my reasons for it, but I'm not on Twitter, no. Nah, when, but, I get all my information from Matt. He'll send me a text. Giant sign somebody, you know, KD's playing tonight. I get a text from Matt. I don't know. Well, cool, cool. I, I, I was going to send the, the Nets Legion at you uh, <laughs> on if you oh, had God. a Twitter account. <laughs> That's why I'm not on there. But <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Brooklyn, New York City, Long Island, everyone who loves hoops, thank you for joining us on another episode of the Front Office Brooklyn Nets Weekly. My partner, for my partner Bam and his and his brother Steve, thank you for joining us. And yes, we're winning a championship. See you later, everybody. They said I'm on back. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details.